Ernest, and you are listening to the Video and Company Podcast, a podcast where we talk about filmmaking and running a video production business. Today we have Justin Eirich, who is a music video producer, director, shooter, who puts out a massive amount of music videos in the Greenville, South Carolina area. Today we talk about how he uses social media, how he networks with musicians to get more music video gigs, and how his team works between him and his editor, Drizzy. So here is Justin Eric. So for like anyone who hasn't heard of you at all, tell me a little bit about like where you at now, where you're at now in your videography career, like what you focus on and like what kind of led up to that point of where you're at now in your career. Okay. Well, right now I feel like I'm doing a lot of music videos. This is primarily what I'm doing. Also, a lot of photo shoots. Um, and I guess, like, also right now, I'm, like, currently really trying to set up a lot of shows in the Greenville area, um, rap shows specifically. You know, there's a lot of acoustic stuff going down there, but there's a ton of venues, and so we're trying to take advantage of that as well. Um, I guess, like, to get there, what I tried to really do was, I don't know, maybe about two years ago, three years ago, I've been doing photos for about eight now. But I really got into videos about two years ago. And right around that time, I was just really trying to link with any and every artist in the upstate that I thought was really good at what they were doing. You know, I was vibing with, you know, who I was vibing with. And those were the people I was hitting up and trying to do shoots for. Mm -hmm. And at first it was, you know, just trying to work with people, trying to connect, trying to link and hoping the best would come from it. Right. And from there, I guess, like just putting out more work that way and getting like you know, a little bit better and a little bit better, you know, more and more people just started to recognize what I was doing and more and more people just wanted to work with me. So that's kind of how that grew into what it is today. I feel like it was all the networking that I tried to do and, you know, all the people I was hitting up and going to a whole bunch of shows or studio sessions and just, you know, talking to any artist I could. And that's what you were pretty much doing. Like every moment you were considered working it was pretty much like that was what you did like every day for a while yeah well, it took me a minute I was working like you know regular jobs like I was delivering pizza or I worked at a hotel for a little bit and I was working on cars before like I was really doing this full-time and you know I was trying to make this full-time while I was working on cars and you know I was just kind of letting things come to me as they came and I noticed that you know, I wasn't really doing a lot of photos, and at that time, I wasn't doing any videos, and I was like, I thought it was weird, like, I thought I did good work, but, you know, nothing was coming from it, how was I supposed to make this a full-time job with the pace I was going at, mm -hmm. and that's what, that was basically when I realized that, like, I had to take matters into my own hands, and, like, I had to hit the people up, I had to be like, let's work, I had to be like, yo, I got these spots, like, yo, I think you'd look dope if we did some shoots together, and... You know, that's really how it got the ball rolling, like me putting the like the foot forward per se. Yeah. Did you definitely feel that like it's hard you you can't really go full time while you're doing something else part time because like just the way things line up, or was it easy for you because a lot of the people you were reaching out to like generally are free like all night because like that's their prime time is like nighttime and weekends, or did you have trouble like kind of with scheduling? Man, I guess like I guess it kind of was a little easy at first. Um, you know, everybody else, you know, at this point in time seems to have a day job too. There are definitely, 
you know, a handful of people that don't or, you know, that just do their own thing and make money however they want and don't have a day job, you know what I mean? But there are a lot of people that also have day jobs. So me getting off at five or six wasn't necessarily the biggest issue or I would always have like, you know, some two days off during the week and I could utilize those two days to the fullest and try and get, you know, shoots all day in or something. Um, it definitely made it a little bit harder, especially like I worked at like Toyota of Greenville and it's like a more serious job per se, I guess. And they didn't want to give me all the time off that I needed. And so I was trying to like ride that out for as long as I could. But like I just, you know, was I got a job at one point that, you know, was going to take me away from work for like two weeks. And it was I needed to like it was going to happen like in basically one week less than that, you know, at that time. And so I'd let them know. And I basically told them, you know, I like I got to have it off. And, you know, if you don't give it to me, it's OK. I understand. Um, but, you know, I'm down to come back and still work after the two weeks. And they said they just, like, couldn't do it because of the other employees and stuff. And that's when I was like, all right, I guess I'm, like, going at it full time. It was a big job. I already had some money saved up. And I was like, you know, while I'm doing this for two weeks, I can try and, like, you know, book other jobs and stuff. And, you know, I was just like, got to go for it. Yeah. And so that's what I did. Use it as a catapult. That's funny. That's um, that's very similar to, like, when I quit doing non-video related day jobs is that I was, I was uh, a butcher. Uh, at an organic grocery store and someone hired me to go to Miami for like a weekend super dope and then as soon as we get back they're like all right you ready for Vegas and I was like I've got a job they're like quit it so <laughs> like I can definitely connect with that but what was the gig that uh was taking you away from work like what was the gig it was um it was this band called in the empire they're based out of Greenville South Carolina and um, they wanted me to go on a tour with them for two weeks. They were going like up and down the, the East Coast, like at least up to like, I think Ohio or Chicago. And I think, you know, we did like one show in Atlanta. So we didn't really go like down the East Coast. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we went to like D.C. and Minnesota and a whole bunch of places like that. Um, but it was like it was super dope, mad worth it. I didn't get like, you know, the biggest paycheck for it, if I'm being real, for like what would be expected for two weeks worth of work. Yeah. But I know in the Empire really well great group of dudes like I've been growing up with one of them practically like almost my whole life the drummer um and they really like my first live photographer like live action photography photo like I don't even know what I'm saying like during a concert mm -hmm. was of in the empire um and so like I don't know they really helped me get started and gave me a lot of motivation and you know for them to even pay the price that I asked for and mm -hmm. I told them like they got to pay me that or I'm not going to be able to turn away from my job like I did um and, you know, they were backing me 100%. You know, they, they were really with me. And, you know, that, that meant a lot to me. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it was pretty crazy that, you know, they thought I was really worth that much. And to go on tour with them for two weeks, live with them like that, and to document the whole thing, it was really dope. Well, that's definitely a big milestone is when you get that first yes on what you might perceive to be, like, really good money, where it's like, okay, there is a way to do this for a living and yeah. actually, like, be comfortable. But, um, so, and I've heard a lot of people, a lot of, some clients recently have said something to me about doing the whole tour gig, and I don't think that line of works really for me, but then he started to tell me, like, how much, uh, his videographer was getting paid to do it for, like, a band on their label or something like that, and I was like, man, it's actually, sounds like good cash, but I don't know, it's just not my line of work, but you do a lot of, um, live concert photography and filming, and a lot of it looks great. You do a lot of music video stuff that's like more like production wise where it's you got a set or a location and, you know, a, uh, 
you don't have a crew, but you do have a partner, and I wanted to talk to you about that too. So I'm used to either being a small cog in a big crew um, and barely having like a small part or just doing everything on my own, but having that kind of like duo uh, setup that you got yep. going on, can you like elaborate a little bit on that and like what each of you do and how it started? For sure. Uh, that's the person you're talking about is my boy Drake Drizzy. Uh, Drizzy XXV. Um, he kills it with what he does. He does a lot of the editing for the videos that we do. Um, he doesn't just do a lot. He does like all of it. Um, and he does graphics design. He makes like album art. He does uh, flyers. Like I swear, like the best flyers in the state. Um, and he just like, yeah, that's where he kills it on his editing and his flyers and stuff. He's been actually making a couple of music videos recently on his own. Like, you know, we'll get booked on the same day or something and someone wants us both, but he'll just go do that video and I'll go do out like the other video and okay. then he'll just edit them both. Um, so it's like really dope in that aspect as well. He got himself a really nice camera not too long ago, like to allow for that. Um, but yeah, so we do like all of our videos together. That's for sure. And, um, you know, we just come together whenever, you know, someone hits us up. And we come up with an idea together, depending on how in-depth they're trying to go with it. And uh, we'll pitch that idea to the person who wants to do it. And then, you know, they'll either go for it or they won't. And then we'll get all the pieces together and, you know, we'll just we'll just make it happen when it comes to the day of. You know what I mean? Like, when it comes to the shoot date, you know, we'll, we'll already know the spot and, like, where we want to shoot. And then when we get there, we'll just get, like, really specific with, you know, the amount of people that show up. It definitely can be, like, you know, really off the wall or we'll plan, like, something all the way and then... Like, you know, well, normally we need help from the artists that we're shooting with and that can pose an issue sometimes. Like they're going to say they're going to get some people or they're going to get some models or something or some cars or, you know, whatever it may be. And it doesn't always follow through. So, you know, we always have to not always, but sometimes have to improvise on the spot and yep. come up with something to fill in the spots or, you know, sometimes come up with a whole new idea. You know what I mean? It can be really crazy sometimes, but with having Drake, you know, he just he'd be thinking about stuff. He'd be looking and he'll just throw stuff out and. Something will come in his head and it'll be like, yo, we need to do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, I like how that sounds. Let's do it. And so that's kind of how that goes, I guess. You know, when we're on Spotlight that, when it comes to the editing, it's all him. I'll send him the clips. I'll, like, take it to his house or whatever. You know, we'll go over everything. You know, what type of editing style we're going for, type of colors. You know, if we're trying to go super crazy on the effects or keep it more, you know, cinematic. Um, you know, that all happens after we shoot it, of course. Like, the next day, we normally try and get right on top of it. Um... So, yeah, that's that's how me and Drake kind of do that stuff. You know, you kind of asked how it got started. Yeah. Um, I guess about two years ago, like when I got started doing videos, uh, there's this artist named Foreign. He's from Greenville as well. He's really tight with Drake. Um, they were actually in a group together called Roz. They still are. But um, Foreign, I, I noticed him and I heard his music and I really liked what he was doing. And that was right around the time when I was hitting up a whole bunch of artists to try and work with them and just take their pictures and stuff to network. And he was one of the ones that I wanted to do that with. So I was trying to hit him up, trying to, like, catch him at a show. But, like, you know, foreign be all over the place. So it was kind of hard to catch him. And I eventually got him at a show, took some dope pictures. He ended up posting some. And then, like, he was responding to me on Instagram. And we ended up linking at Poe Mill back in Greenville. And um, what's it called? I took some pictures, like, the first official photo shoot with him there. And I guess he showed those pictures to Drake. And, um, you know, I... He was, like, talking to Drake, saying, like, you know, Drake was doing all of his visuals at the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was talking to Drake about, like, us working together and stuff. And that was right around the same time when I was, like, getting asked to do my first music video. 
and you know i've you know i've done photo shoots never done a music video and i can shoot one you know what i mean like i think i have the good eye for it and i think i know what's going to look good and what looks bad and stuff like that but i'm not going to be able to piece it together I'm not going to be able to edit it at least in the way that i think it should be done right. you know i could definitely have given it a go and i've edited videos for sure but you know there's a different level of quality and you know i have a different standard and that's where drake's comes into play i saw his videos he was doing for foreign and, you know, there weren't a lot of people doing music videos like two, three years ago, but Drake was putting out some pretty nice content, especially in consideration to what I was seeing, at least out of Greenville. Um, it just, you know, doesn't happen the same and it hasn't been happening the same. And then that's what made me hit up Drake. And he said he was down to work. I said I had some clips for him and he got me to edit back within like a couple of days, like super quick. And I was like, snap, like, you know, we need to see what's up with this. And it was dope. Everybody was loving it. And I was like, you know, we could really do this, bro. And like, you know, I could get money for you and me every single time. And, you know, we could just really start to, you know, improve what we're doing and really do this. And like, literally, like, that's how it got started, like basically through Instagram. And then once I got on the first one, we met up, like, you know, some shit went down and I had to, like, I gave him my computer basically for, you know, I lent it to him because like it was, had a lot more memory than mine, like his did. And he could do a lot more stuff. He could download like more plugins for Final Cut um and like help him take his edit into the next level so he's been going crazy with that you know get the the new camera you know working with you know bigger names going to atlanta and charlotte those are the main two cities that like we've really expanded to but you know it's it's pretty much all because of drake you know what i mean obviously you know me a little bit too but you know when he came in and his edits and stuff it really changed the game and you know people love what drake do and people love drake as a person too and so I think even having him around, you know what I mean? Yeah. It helps a ton. And, you know, sometimes when I got to go to a shoot and he got something else to do, every time people are like, yo, where Drizzy at, bro? Where Drizzy? You know, he's doing his own thing. Like, he working too. But they always respect that because that's, you know, we putting in double to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. They know how it goes. So, shout out to Drizzy. Completely forgot. It was way, like way back in the day when I first realized who you were, which um, I don't remember the first artist I saw you do work for. Um but I do remember it was around the time that, like, I was doing a lot of stuff with Icarus. Oh, okay. And it was, like, so that's crazy to know that, like, that's re really when you were going, making the transition. I mean, you still do photos, but you were making the transition of, like, doing photos full-time to, like, trying to do video full-time. Yeah. Um, right around that same span that, like, I pretty much discovered who you were. And I think it had something to do with Drake being in Roz because Icarus and Roz were, um, yeah. they were in a lot of communication. I think they worked together a little bit. I don't know how much got released, but like that was a completely different like phase of like me and my company and stuff like that. I think it was like I was technically that was before the name change because I used to be Black Fathom Films or whatever. Oh snap! But um, yeah, that's crazy that like that was actually all around the same time because I've been aware of you since a around that time, and then I remember we. It might have been the Omen show. It might not have been the Omen show. It might have been something that like Young Ill was doing um, at Studio Twelve Twelve, and I ran into you and I ran into Midnight Collective. Um, do you remember that? I definitely remember something at Studio Twelve Twelve, like with the Hal Castell. I think yeah, uh, yeah, he was he was there. up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you came with him, right? Yep, no doubt. Hasn't he gone through several name changes? I think he's. I think he's just like like instead of Hal Castell, he's like Gigi Castell now. Okay. But right. he's still popping and going hard. He got a show coming up uh, like September 13th in Greenville. Okay. Awesome. Um, who's that with? Uh, it's with DJ Dollar Menu, Max Goods, and uh, Foreign actually as well. Okay. Yeah, because I've noticed a couple other names, kind of but 
I, I didn't see a lot from him for a while, but now I'm starting to like hear more and see more. And yeah, he like he disappeared. He did that collab but... with uh, Keep My Secrets and Darren. Oh yeah, from Brigades. That was, Hell yeah. yeah, that was a great song. Yeah, I, I swear I was bumping that on the way here, man. They they be killing it when they be getting together. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's interesting, you know, everything you said about Drake, because I didn't I didn't know how the relationship was with you guys and like. I noticed that you both market like each individually. So there's not like really a brand of just you two combined. It's almost like you're a, you're a team, but everybody knows like the single part of the team. And that's like how you're branded. Is that like accurate? Uh, I would like to say so. That is just how it is. You know what I mean? That is pretty spot on. It's, you know, I'm Irik Images. He's Drizzy XXV shot by Drizzy. Um, you know, we definitely don't have like one name like that, you know what I mean? Like lyrical lemonade, like a company name per mm-hmm. se. Definitely don't have that. But it's like you said at the same time, everybody knows like that we work together. Um, I think that's just because of, you know, us doing countless videos together and stuff or, you know, I'll tell people that I can do album artwork or get them a flyer and like I can just get the hookup for it. And my hookup is Drake. Right. Um, so it's like super good with that. And, you know, he can do the same with photos. Um, and like I'm his hookup for photos. Um, so, you know, it's like a, it's a really good way. I, I personally love the way we do it. You know, people say like, you know, you got to do stuff on your own or, you know, it's really hard to trust people and this and that. And like, you know, that's it. That can be facts. And like having other people to worry about or rely on, you know, I can see how that could be a hindrance to certain things. But I feel like when you got the right person, yeah, it can, it can be such an improvement to things. You know what I mean? It can totally help a situation instead of not help the situation. It's not like I'm worrying about Drake or, oh, is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? You know, he said he was going to get this back. You know, is he gonna? Like, there ain't no questions. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when I tell somebody that Drake said something and that he's going to have it back then, like, it's not a worry. It's not like, I don't know. It's, it's, maybe I trust him too much. Maybe some people would say that, but it's just, you know, what he's done and the relationship I feel like we developed and, that's just how it goes right now. Yeah. I mean, when you have that kind of chemistry and the experience, and I mean, like, it's, you know, the social proof is there that, like, you guys have worked together for so long and everything's gone well. And not only that, but, like, they always say um, that something with a bigger crew is going to look better than something with no crew. And that's just because the amount of teamwork that comes together, like, there's just so many different angles. And I know, I know sometimes that if I had... Uh, a relationship like that with like either if it was like a grip or like an AC or even an editor or something like that that I feel like our my work might become better because of them which would then be our work so I'm definitely behind the whole you know having an actual team built it's just something that um is kind of new to me and like I've said in like previous episodes I'm really trying to get out of that and try to become you know a team member for someone else because that's when like the dream starts to work you know yeah it really can be it's definitely it can definitely be hard and like i don't even know how it happened with me and drake you know what i mean like you know it just it i feel like it just really takes the right person you know what i mean like drake could have been you know you know he could have just taken the money and been like bet like we ain't working no more you know i don't know he was rapping too and he decided to go heavy on the videos instead of to go heavy on the rap right now like you know drake felt something at the same time drake just being the person who he is is like part of the reason why it works you know what i mean yeah and um you know it's just i don't know if you can find someone like drake bet if i can find another person like drake to find on the team like bet 
but you know a whole bunch of people want to be on a team or want me and him to be on their team yeah and i'm just like you know it it's not i don't know like that's how you dilute the well you know yeah and it's not like yeah it was more natural with me and him and it's not like i was like yo let's make a team bro so um tell me about like i've wanted to have this conversation with several people um that have repeat clients or have like big clients that you know come back every once in a while um so like i know scully's pretty big and he's been working with you for a while. Yep. Y'all don't y'all don't have like a contract or anything like that. It's just pretty much like a relationship that he likes your work so he and he likes how you work. So he keeps coming back and yeah, like pretty much. having a big name like that um a part of your in a part of your business and you know keeping you keeping food on the table and stuff like that. How important is it that you have, you know, someone big like that or or someone that like repeats always comes and gets videos from you like every other month yeah 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 i mean the the repeat customers are important and you know when someone like scully like you know it's definitely the relationship we build you know we pull up on them we'll come up with the ideas you know on spot in front of him with him you know what i mean we don't try and be hollywood with it or like we try and cater to the artist like especially someone like scully like you know he's genuine and he's real with what he says and when he says it like and it's pretty rare so that's why we like to with him that's why we come to him. That's why we pull back. And, you know, that's why we're willing to, you know, do what it takes to make something dope with him. You know what I mean? It's different. We got a whole bunch of artists that like to come back and use our services. But, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, sometimes you come back for the third, fourth time, you know, with, a like, a negative attitude or something over and over and over. Like, come the fourth, fifth time, you know, I'm not going to want to work again. That might sound weird because people are like, oh, what, what about the money? But, you know, if I'm suggesting something and then, you know, you shoot it down and you're like, nah, we're not doing that or... You know, I'm trying to, you're trying to travel like two hours and I'm like, you know, you got to cover gas money and you're like, no, I'm not trying to do that. Like, are you say you're going to pay something and then when you're given the payment, you don't have the money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's bad business and like, that's what's going to make me basically be like, all right, you know, we're not working no more. Well, I'm going to make it way more difficult for you if we are going to work. You know what I mean? But having someone like Scully or, you know, anybody that comes back and does the business the right way, like that is extremely valuable and you know, it's hard to find that too, even in my opinion, you know, rappers that are serious, that take their craft serious, that know they got something. And, you know, there's even a lot of people that I feel like got skill or got talent that doesn't necessarily invest in themselves the proper way, or maybe they just don't recognize their talent the same way that I do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And excuse me, like, I know that's possible and everybody sees themselves differently and views themselves with the most critical eye, but there are definitely some people out there that I wish they would like go extra hard because they got extra good stuff but it's really weird out here you know what i mean yeah. like stuff costs a lot and there's so many people doing it you really got to do it the right right way and i don't know it's crazy for sure but the repeat customers people like scully anybody that comes back repeatedly you know scotty k dj dollar menu max goods shiva you know all those people those are like you know people from greenville you know anybody like that is awesome you know they do great business great work it's also super important. You know, I'm not going to want to work with you over and over and over if I don't like your music. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be on the same wavelength and we got to be, you know, on the same page with things all around, in my opinion. Yeah. At least to make, like, the best possible work. And that's really what I like to do. Like, if I'm not posted it on my page or something, like, you know, it's because I'm not as proud of it as I really want to be. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm introducing you to a new group with having you on the show or if a lot of people that I generally work with and talk with might be aware of you but something that's always kind of had me like respect what you guys are doing 
is the volume of work. So how like, I know every year's a little different. Like this year has been way different for me than last year, but like there's kind of a general, um, a general theme of like how each year goes and it's like expected to be similar at least hopefully for the better. But like so far it's, uh, it's September one now. How many videos have you shot this year alone? Uh, I have no idea. I can't lie. That's a very good question. I could check, but off the top of my head, would you say? Would you say how many you're doing a month, and then we could just add them up? Uh, it's 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 such a such a variation. I want to say like, I mean, I could say, you know, four a month, four four videos a month. Yeah. If it looks like you're releasing stuff a lot, see, and my thing is like, I'll do, I'll shoot like some behind the scenes just like a like a photo of like oh this is my lighting setup i'm here at this location or whatever and then like you won't hear about that project for like some sometimes ever and then like it might be like three months later i'm like hey i'm releasing something but like i don't really it looks like you're releasing something constantly or at least you're promoting like the release i feel you i feel you people definitely say that like they say that i'm always like super busy and they don't know how i do it and i maybe maybe i am super busy and i just don't really think so um like i say like you know four videos a month but maybe like the past two months i may have only done like you know three in two months yeah Um, now is that releasing videos or doing the videos doing the videos okay um and it's just you know it's it's weird sometimes you know what i mean like and then there was one day last week that i booked i booked two videos on one day and you know what i mean like that's you know and then that's like both within the same month that i already have you know like a couple other videos planned and it's, you know, it, it adds up out of nowhere. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Um, but. Well, so how many shoot days would those videos be? Are they all like one day shoots? Generally, yeah. Okay. There's there's definitely a few that's like, you know, two or three. But it's, okay. it's generally one day shoots. Okay. Well, that's crazy. Um, I think, I don't know. I think also how I put stuff out, you know, is different, like allows for a different perception. You know, perception is everything. You know what I mean? And how you put things out and what you allow people to perceive per se. And it's interesting because I was on the phone with uh, a friend of mine who is in the video work as well. And uh, I was kind of, I was just like being humble. I was just being modest. I was just talking about like how there's like so many cool people in this area that like are doing amazing things and like their work's great. And that like, I always say that I find myself in the middle. And he was saying what you were saying about like the perception thing, because I wouldn't think about it like I feel like what I'm seeing is like realistic is being real but I do forget that it's like social media is easy to like kind of hide you know dark spots or hide you know gray areas and stuff like that and he was just saying like that um there's definitely a perception thing going on with that like maybe we're not giving ourselves the right amount of credit because we're not really there seeing what they're doing and no it's all about the end result like primetime example right here just recently i posted three photos from like the carolina panthers buffalo bills training camp yeah i saw that um people were going nuts over those images dude i was so close to not doing it um like going out there you know what i mean like i paid 40 bucks to rent the lens to shoot those photos i wasn't commissioned to be out there um, I just went out on my own accord because uh, Shaq Lawson of the Buffalo Bills, he gave me a follow a couple weeks back, and he just said my stuff was dope. And so I was like, bet he plays for the Bills, and he's coming to Spartanburg. I'm going to literally just go and try and take pictures of him like I do the rappers, send it to him, and, hey, maybe he posts them, and, you know, maybe other NFL players see it, whatever. And it happened. Well, you know, I sent it to him. I went and took the pictures, sent it to him. He said, thanks, fam. 
and like that was that you know what i mean he like shared his stuff on his story but he didn't post anything like it's all good like you know what i mean it's not like he's obligated to or anything yeah. like that um but people were literally thinking that like i guess i was hired by the panthers or something yeah and i was not you know what i mean i even tried to the second post that i made after the first one and people like freaking out i was like you know i was like you know behind the fences and uh, maybe that made people think that I was, like, you know, actually next to him or something, like, saying behind the fences, you know yeah. what I mean? But I guess, like, if you go to the training camps, like, I was thinking about the fences are behind the sidelines, and if I'm behind the fences, like, I don't know. I'm with all the other fans, so, you know, perception is everything. Yeah. Um, I was even talking to one of my other friends about that, like, people really think I got hired by the Panthers, and, like, I, like it blew my mind like what people were saying like they were so proud of me and stuff some people were sending me dms and i'm just like man like some people call me stupid for telling the truth and like yo just let people think what they want and i'm like i f***ing hate that stuff like lying or you know deceiving and stuff like that like like there's too much lying too much deception going on right now like already by everyone damn near that i just try and not be a part of it more or less so you know, anybody asks me anything, I don't care what it is. You know, another videographers, they ask me my prices often. Like, I'll tell them what I charge. Like, people call me stupid for that as well. Yeah, I ain't got we nothing to hide. That too. Like, yeah, like, nothing to hide, man. Like, you know, even when it comes down to the equipment I use, the lens I shoot with, and the camera I shoot with, like, you know, I'll give you the recipe. Like, you know, that don't mean you're going to mix it right. Yeah, exactly. And this is something, like, I don't know if it's, like, my philosophy that I'm just hung up on right now, but I feel like it's really important and you're talking about transparency but it's like if you tell everyone exactly how you did everything like because some people would keep that a secret i used to be all hung up about like all my techniques or like my business methods and stuff like that they're like those were my secrets i'm like no dingus everybody knows that stuff but if you actually go out there and tell everybody how you did it it only makes you look like more of an expert so it's like instead of hiding it and trying to like keep some kind of mystery about how you did it or like what equipment you use or what techniques you use like if you actually like let people know they'll be like oh they'll get educated and then realize he is smarter than we thought he was yeah yeah, yeah. by just being honest and it gives people value so it's like you're more of a resource for people yep and so. not to mention like if they're asking you for advice like you know they see that you you know they see value in what you're doing they got to you know if they think you can give them some knowledge that they don't have you know what mm -hmm. i mean like you know what i mean it's it's low-key a compliment in itself when someone's looking for you for something something else uh, talking on the social media front because i did want to talk to you about um you know you you do a really good job with your social media and i feel like that's a big part of like not only just like everybody knowing who you are in the community especially like the greenville area based on your work and like just based on your track record but social media has like really helped you out a lot as well but a social media i guess what people don't really think is social media um it technically is but youtube and uh it, it's something i'm really getting into a lot deeper nowadays you post your music videos like your client work essentially you post a lot of it on your own youtube channel do you post all of it on your your own youtube channel or do you just only put like what's the percentage looking like um, I want to say probably like 90%, maybe 95%, almost all of it. Um, the only ones that I don't get to is when like an artist like Scully, um, yeah. he prefers to post his stuff on his own channel. Totally understandable. You know what I mean? He takes his stuff seriously. You know, I'm going to give him that right. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe one day I'll drop one of his videos on my page, but you know, it would be something that we discussed for, but like beforehand, if that happened, you know right. what I mean? Um, 
But yep. other than that type of situation, I feel like I'm going to be dropping it on my channel. There has been like uh, this rapper named FK. Uh, he got the dude who produced the beat for the video mm -hmm. to drop it on his YouTube. And that's because that producer has like 200,000 followers or something like subscribers on YouTube. So right. I was like, hell yeah. Like if he wants to post it, that's cool for sure. Yeah. It kind of seems that, and I don't want to compare you to anyone, but like it seems like with the way that you do the videos and the way that you're looking into show promotions and the way that you're having all your client work, which is mostly music videos, going onto your own YouTube channel that you're kind of like centralizing everything. And it does, it is reminiscent of like the Lyrical Lemonade like business model of oh, how yeah, he was yeah. putting everything on his YouTube channel. He's promoting shows, which will help him get clients, but also it like helps build the community and stuff like that. Do, do you see it that way kind of? Yeah, it was, it was actually interesting. Uh, I saw... Uh Cole Bennett's TED Talk when that came out, you know, a while back. And I, uh, it's, you know, I was just like, while he was speaking, while he was speaking, you know, I never really considered it beforehand. But when I saw that, he was basically talking about how he did things and like just really breaking it down. And I was, I was definitely thinking like, like, I definitely feel like, like me and my boy, uh, Shiva, he's one of the ones that's really helping me put on these shows around here. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like, I really feel like, you know, I didn't consider the YouTube channel thing, to be honest, but. You know, I think we are doing things very similar to how Lyrical Lemonade did them, like in Chicago, per se, uh, but we're just doing it down here. Yeah. Um, not necessarily by design. I think that, you know, we're just trying to do things that we think are the most efficient and best way possible to spread things. You know, I've just been doing the YouTube channel thing. Like, I used to have, like, a gaming YouTube channel, um, so I was already pretty keen to how YouTube worked and what was best and what was not. And I know consistency is key, and so that's why, you know, if you want your music video shot by me, like it's going to go on my channel. You know what I mean? And like, unless it's, you know, talked about beforehand and, you know, people don't have a problem with that. You know what I mean? I've got like almost 600 subscribers. It's not a ton, but you know, I've got some videos that pop off every now and then I really tell the artist, you know, it really depends on your true fan base and how much you promo, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to get about a thousand views, pretty much guarantee you that. But past that, you know, it really depends on how good the song is and what your promo is. Exactly. Um, and I mean, 600 isn't anything to sneer at for sure. Um, I think my channel's just uh, like just below the 400 mark or something like that. And it's like you can still get people very involved with like a small fan base. But it's like if people really care and people really involved, like a thriving YouTube channel has nothing to do with the view count. Just like an Instagram channel doesn't or Instagram account doesn't have to have like tons and you don't have to have the k you can have like you know a thousand followers but it's like if 200 like really really love your stuff then it's like you're you're good like that it's that engagement that's no what really matters and um are you familiar with jacob owens and the oh, buff yeah, nerds at all for sure oh really yep nice so like he did the same thing he did it with like super duper kyle which i guess is just kyle now because like they started filming together um with a similar kind of relationship that like you've had with one of your clients and I might've had with similar clients. And, but when Jacob Owens shot any of his videos, it would always go to his YouTube channel, which is now like grown it immensely. And he's like, I think he's got like half a million or something like that. But oh, yeah. I know he does a lot of tutorials and stuff. So I would, I didn't want it to just be like, Oh, it's like lyrical lemonade. It's, no, it's a, it's a business model that, you know, buff Hell nerds yeah. have done. And it's kind of like a thing, especially in the music. Hell video yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Despite how big I think the rap scene is in Greenville, like, there's still a ton of people who don't know about its existence. And that's what we really, really trying to change with what we're doing. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Like, it, sometimes it feels that, like, when you 
are on the outside of a community, you can be completely unaware of like its littlest existence. Yep. And then you just scratch the surface and you're like, oh, there's something actually here. And then it doesn't take long before you're like right in the middle of it. And it's hard to even see anything outside of it. It's like, it's it's almost as like you're fully enveloped in this community. It's like, it's it's hard to like be on the reverse and no, be I feel looking you. That's back a really inside. good way to put it, I think, for real. Yeah. You know, I've definitely considered that. You know, there's definitely been rap shows that have gone down, like, you know, every now and then, I guess. Like, you know, people, I'm sure there are some people that would try to heavily argue what I said. But, you know, I think you can't argue the fact that, you know, like this month in September, you know, we got a show going on the 7th, the 13th, and the 20th, all in September, like all in Greenville, like all local performers, like, you know, that's, in my opinion, unheard of in Greenville. Um, and two of the shows are in downtown Greenville, um, and that never happens, you know what I mean? And we made both of those shows, like, free to enter, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we trying to get as many people out as possible, especially at these downtown ones, so when people come out, like, you know, these owners will realize that there is a scene, like, you know, all of these people are going to be buying their beer, like, buying their food, like, you know, hopefully so many people come out and spend their money to where these owners are like, yo, come back and do this again. Because, exactly. you know, I can put a hundred of my own dollars into these own, you know, into these shows, um, like for promo. But, you know, imagine if, you know, everybody else put, you know, even just 20 bucks or 10 bucks. Like, you know, I try to low-key tell them, um, but it's it's more beneficial than what people would realize. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just promo is not what it is everywhere else in Greenville. Um, we were even, like, me, Shiva, my boy, Steven, who runs, runs Latron, shout out Latron's dope-ass clothing company, and he is big about the scene. Um, we were setting up flyers all around downtown Greenville, going into restaurants, putting them up in windows, handing them out to people on the street. And, like, I was just thinking, like, like I, I've never been handed a flyer on the streets of downtown Greenville for a rap show, for any show. Like, it just doesn't happen in Greenville. And I don't know, like, I think it can change stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. we were even putting them up, like, we need to see more of these flyers. Like, we're the only ones doing it, but... You know what I mean? Like, I just want it to change. You know what I mean? And I think that's what... I think we're working towards it. I think we're working towards it. And you're investing in in this... I don't know if you'd call it movement, but whatever it is, it's something that, like, you're investing your time and your own money into, and other people are investing their time and money into, and no one's expecting to get anything necessarily, like, tangible out of it other than, you know, the project going well. Yeah, pr pretty much. I'm about to say, like, you know, Shiva, Steven... Like, any of the artists on the lineup, you know, they know that it's a free show. Like, you know, they saw the message that I said about, you know, the promo and stuff. And, you know, they they know what's going down. And definitely no one has any expectations except, you know, if we do this right, it's going to be dope. And it being dope, you know, would benefit everybody. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But, you know, it's, you know, even just doing the first one, learned real quick, you know, didn't make. But, like, I think, like, you know, I think I swear, like, 10 bucks. Like, after paying everybody what I had to pay them, and, you know, after considering what I put into it before I got paid, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, subtracting that from what I was paid, um, you know, I didn't make very much. But that first show was, you know, I guess it could have gone better, but it was it was an amazing night. You know, there were, you know, probably about, like, three to 400 people there. It was just super lit. You know, people had a great time. You know what I mean? Like, it was dope. And it was partially because of how we promoted it, you know what I mean? And also the artists we had on it too, like nothing but like the best local artists like in Greenville, we tried to load it up, but it's the investment that we made in it. And, um, 
you know, the fact that we all really, really wanted it. I think, you know, it really means something when people really want something and they actually go do what it takes to get it. You know what I mean? It's different. Like so many people be trying to put on shows, but they just like post the flyer. Like, you know, even if they post it a hundred times, like, you know, on the the 10th time, you know, your Instagram followers are going to stop liking it. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. You got to do different stuff that people aren't used to. You know what I mean? Like It's marketing. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't just, it's not. People ain't used to it in Greenville. Yeah. So it's always being different. I mean, that's another part of like what this podcast is about is like really to like go into like, you know, marketing as a company, but you know, you can take learning that what you learned from like starting a show and promoting a show that like you're essentially promoting a product. Um, so it's like whatever you learn from that, like you can put it into your own business and do the same thing. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. It's definitely a little bit different, but you know, no doubt. Yeah. I think what I'm doing is good. Um, I'm really trying to get better at it. You know what I mean? Even if that means like getting a new camera or getting a new lens, you know, sometimes I rent lenses and stuff. I think I got a really good camera. Um, but like a new one would just be, you know, thousands what are you, of dollars. What are you looking for in a new camera? Uh, I guess a uh, higher frame rate. Um, that's, that's <laughs> what else do I need in my opinion? Okay. I guess like, I don't know everything there is to know about a camera if I'm being super real, but, um, you just know that there's something that you like, Oh, I it just has that you need. I, yeah. I know. Um, I'm very, you know, strong on the camera isn't everything. You know yeah. what I mean? You can give, you know, someone, even my camera and they won't be able to do anything with it because you know, they just don't know how to use it. Yep. Um, but at the same time, I do know that a better camera to the right person can be, you know, extremely useful. So in that case, you know what I mean? You know, I just know, like, I don't know, like, even, you know, sensors or different lenses that can be allowed. Like, even even your camera is, like, a huge step up. You know what I mean? And, like, the cinematography and stuff that it can do with just the picture that it presents. People like a certain image. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's all about just creating that image. And I will say, like, something that I've learned about upgrading, because uh, I guess it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago. I was like really hung up on I need a new camera. And it was when I just had the Canon. Um and I realized what it was was I wasn't it's not it's not it's not a, always about upgrading um because hoping that like the new camera body will like make the work better. But what I realized is I ended up not upgrading for a longer time up until like just a, you know recently did I upgrade. But when I was hoping to upgrade so much if I go back and I watch videos that I made with that camera and then I look at the last few videos that I made with this camera like recently, they look so much better. It's the same camera, same lenses. They look so much better because I actually like got to the point where this camera could no longer offer me anything better. Where it's like I had learned that camera where I'm like, I'm getting the best possible image out of it. Now I have to upgrade because like True. I can't go any further. So it's like, but I was two years before that, I was like, I need something new because I need it to look better. And it's like, well, there was like fundamentals that I completely just were ignoring. I feel you. Like, my exposure sucked. Like, two years ago, my exposure was trash. I, I like, blew stuff out all the time. I never, like, did anything dark. It was always super bright. And so it's like, I didn't understand, like, skin tones had to be in a certain area. And it was just crazy that, like, just to see the difference between, like, same camera, same lens, just, like, I knew more fundamentally yeah it makes a difference for sure go ahead and let everybody know is there anything that you want to plug any kind of projects coming out um 
the shows, just where they can find you. Just go ahead and like let everybody know where they can find you at. Word, word. Um, my name is Irik Images on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. Uh, check me out, uh, irikimages.com as well. If you want to see my portfolios or you know all of my videos, uh, feel free to contact me at any time you need on my social media. Hit my DMs. I'm active. Always got my phone on me. We got these shows coming up September all throughout September 7th. We got at the Velo Fellow and September 13th at Birds Fly South. Both free shows. And then there's another one September 20th at the Firmament. Uh, brought to you by Keep My Secrets and Company. Shout out Keep My Secrets. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it, man. Irish Images. Shout out Drizzy. Shout out Latrons. Shout out all the homies. You know what I mean? Shout out all the homies. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks for coming on.